0: The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie K. Now, of course, quarterbacks is the hot discussion, the hot headline grabber when it comes to the Broncos offseason. But the guys who catch it, well, those are important too, and certainly that is going to be the highlight of this Broncos Blitz podcast. But first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Of course, they're really close to Coors Field and Rocky season coming up, but boy, they got some great stuff over there. Chef Taylor Creedon and that uh, locally sourced rotate seasonally American Alpine Fair. Now, that's the great thing about it. I was there about three weeks ago and it's it doesn't get old. It doesn't get bland. It's It's just fabulous, terrific rooftop views. And then 70 colorado beers on tap or if you're a personal fave like myself 100 different colorado distilled spirits they have just an incredible selection that you'll want to go check out now you can visit them on the web tap 14.com that's tap 14 spell out 14 tap 14.com you can also find them on twitter tap XIV. that's tap 14 in roman numerals on twitter Wide receivers, the pass catcher, certainly going to be a topic of discussion for the Broncos as they look to revamp their offense. And of course, the top two pillars with Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, they are going to be first to uh, per se figure out as far as what Denver wants to do with Demarius Thomas, that $4 million option due in 2017 that will buy back the 2018-2019 league year if the option is not exercised. Final two two years of that deal, gone, void. Demarius Thomas becomes a free agent, and Denver is walking away from that contract. Now, DT is uh, owed $8.5 for 2018, 14 for 2019. So certainly if he does come back, it would be under some sort of restructured contract. Demarius Thomas did have a down year. Now, let's be honest, the uh, entire offense had a, d- a down year per se, and the wide receiver position in my eyes has always been a dependent position to the quarterback. So It is going to be interesting to see how Denver handles this, whether they just decide, you know what, we need to save the money and we're just going to avoid this contract and and be done with Demarius Thomas. Are they going to try to restructure, which is what I ultimately believe they are going to try to do. We are looking at Demarius Thomas being a top three, if not the best wide receiver in franchise history. Those are the kind of numbers he's put up this year. I mean, he passed Shannon Sharp in uh, in receiving touchdowns, uh, I believe in yards as well, too, and and potentially receptions this year I'll have to jog my memory Uh, this year and, and he's really behind Rod Smith in every single statistical category for a wide receiver certainly the drops have been a problem injuries have been a slight problem as well too in the past but Demarius Thomas putting up big numbers whether it be Tim Tebow his quarterback Peyton Manning or this absolute dumpster fire when it comes to Trevor Simeon Brock Osweiler Paxton Lynch so certainly a guy who brings a ton of value to the Denver offense the other guy of course is Emmanuel Sanders a guy who is owed 8.1 in 2018 10.1 in 2019 now 5 million dollars in dead cat money if he is cut prior to June 1st a guy who has dealt with injuries injuries but goes a thousand miles an hour for the Denver offense I I fully expect the Denver Broncos to move on from Emmanuel Sanders and look to try to trade him particularly to a team maybe with a young quarterback who could really use Sanders as kind of that short security blanket short curl routes a guy who uh, really can be depended on at least in Sanders to then make a play after that a quality guy but certainly in a situation where money wise plus business equals just a situation, I think, with Denver that just doesn't make a ton of sense. Certainly, they could look to keep him, but I I think you will see Denver move on from Emmanuel Sanders, and he could draw a pick that could very well be useful for Denver after that. Now, the wide receivers behind them... Boy, it's not great. Benny Fowler, Jordan Taylor, Cody Latimer, Carlos Henderson. Let's start with Benny Fowler, a guy who I I have never been huge on. Benny Fowler, a guy who has dropped crucial passes, doesn't do anything really special for this team. Could be a guy who comes back just on the cheap, just to fill a slot. Jordan Taylor, I don't know what Jordan Taylor's got to do to get more love with the Denver Broncos. He catches everything. Guy who I've watched, talked to in practice, locker room, who just is everything you want but yet it's something about him just isn't glaring to Denver as a guy like man we want that Jordan Taylor guy and I don't understand it uh, just athletic guy it was very versatile for the Broncos last year as far as return game go and of course you saw Isaiah McKenzie just crumble like a piece of paper and it is a guy I would love to see back Jordan Taylor, that is uh, at least the uh, the big blonde over there catching those passes for those quarterbacks in Denver. Uh, I have been on the record in saying Cody Latimer should have been cut years ago. I, I am off to Cody Latimer train a guy who just did not pan out, whether it be because of his work ethic, whether it be because of his timing, position, or maybe he's just not that great of a wide receiver. This is a guy who's just filling up a roster spot right now who's just not giving you anything. Now, there was that small mini resurgence last year. It didn't really stand out or, or do anything to me that said, you know what? It's time to keep Cody Latimer. Maybe we could see something. I think it's time to move on from Latimer. Obviously, you're not moving on from Carlos Henderson, the rookie. Of course, he was arrested last month in connection. I believe it was to marijuana possession, but certainly a guy you want to see him progress uh, in the offseason. Stay in shape. That was a big problem come training camp is the fact that he wasn't used to the altitude. He wasn't training. He was out of shape and certainly you're going to want to see him progress like that because this is trending down the kind of Cody Latimer realm where it's like you don't even see the field for a bit and when you do see the field, you're not very effective either too. So we'll see what happens with that. Isaiah McKenzie very much in that same realm. You know like. McKenzie and special teams it, it's tough because McKenzie is undersized to play that wide receiver position on a full time basis the one thing he was supposed to be good at is the one where his confidence is the most shaken but certainly a guy who it was his rookie year you want to see a guy get a second chance we'll probably see that certainly with Isaiah McKenzie now potential free agents guys who could be on the market now this is a list that I just want to briefly go over because this could change. Uh, these are guys who are restricted, unrestricted based on their situation. Guys like Eli Rogers, Harry Douglas, Jarvis Landry, uh, Danny Amendola, Eric Decker, former Bronco friends, Sammy Watkins, Terrell Pryor, Mike Wallace, just some of the many names who could be switching teams next year. Now, certainly not all of them. There are going to be names added to that list as well. And depending on the quarterback who is in Denver. Kirk Cousins, potentially. Hey, he's a former teammate of Terrell Pryor. You may see Pryor come over solely because of that little bit more comfort uh, with as far as wide receiver to quarterback, quarterback to wide receiver. Let's talk about the rookies. There's a lot of good ones. A lot of guys I like. And let's start with Calvin Ridley. Alabama, 6'1", 188. Now, undersized, slender. But gosh, Calvin Ridley absolutely is a sharp, crisp clean route runner and you like to see that in rookies because you don't usually see them he is a guy who is explosive who can certainly get you uh, that that mid-range possession and and create separation which is so huge in the NFL today because windows that quarterbacks are throwing into are so small and you are now allowing for a little bit of error now that you want to see that, but you are allowing for that small window to be a little bit bigger because you are getting separation on your releases, and Calvin really is one of the best to do that, so certainly going to be a guy who moves likely in the first round. He is not a kick returner, and you won't want to use him in that spot, but certainly could be a a versatile weapon for any offense in the NFL. Another guy that's getting a lot of attention is SMU, the Mustang, Cortland Sutton six four big body big guy here Uh, built really well 216 he is not a kick returner as well too but certainly a guy who just stuffs the stats and a big average when it comes to wide receivers smu in his sophomore year how about 1200 yards to the tune of 16.4 yards per catch he also caught double digit touchdowns that year as well as in his junior year and then of course he wisely said you know what Let's go to the NFL and uh, have some fun there. This is a guy who who stuffs the stats, is going to be a target in the NFL. Uh, would like to see a little bit more work on the route running, but j- again, uh, uh, Calvin really is kind of that rare example of a guy who's really good at route running. Many rookies coming into the NFL, they do need to clean up their route running, clean up their sharpness, their breaks, releases such like that. So certainly Cortland Sutton going to be a guy who is expected to be picked in the first round as well and a lot of people have him as that number 1 wide receiver. Another guy out of Texas A&M, smaller guy, Christian Kirk, uh, out of Texas A&M, 5'11, 200, kick return abilities too and uh, Christian Kirk is a guy too that Really, it was consistent throughout his three years at Texas A&M. I mean, he just about hit the thousand-yard mark in all three of those years, coming up just a couple yards short in both his sophomore and junior year. But touchdowns galore as well too. Twenty-six receiving uh, in his stint with Texas A&M, and uh, in a in a, a conference that hits hard. And boy, Christian Kirk is a guy who's, who showed that he could stay upright and. Uh, he is going to be a guy, I believe, that will make an impact in the NFL, particularly potentially in a spot that Denver wants to see as that third wide receiver, that guy who kind of feels out the field, look for the pockets in the defense, turn around, catch that ball and maybe get a little bit of extra yards as well, too, and certainly going to be a weapon in the NFL, a guy who is expected to be picked in the first and second round as well, too. I I, I want to mention his name. Because I'm a big fan of his, and that's Dante Pettis. Now, Pettis is out of Washington, of course. Many CU fans will know in the Pac-12, this guy just absolutely lit it up. Not because of his receiving, but because of his return game. He set the record for college football as the punt return record holder. He is expected to go somewhere in that three to five round. Now, Pettis is a guy who is not the jitterbug, and this is why I like Pettis. He's not the jitterbug. He's 6'1", 185. That's a body stature that rivals Devin Hester, who was just shy of 6'1", 190. And I, I, by all means, I'm not trying to compare the two, but Pettis' body lines up very much like Deion Sanders's 6'1", 190. Joshua Cribs, 6'1", 210. Cribs was a little bit stockier, bulked up, but certainly this is a guy who... When it comes to hitting the hole, watching his film, he hits the hole and then he accelerates. And that's, that's what I want to see at a kick returns. I don't need to see you dancing for five, six seconds around two, three guys and then start to take off when you have numbers in front of you. I want to see a guy hit a hole and just go downfield from there. And certainly he did contribute in the receiving game, catching 63 passes last year, 700 plus yards, seven touchdowns as well, too. But his value particularly is in that return game. And while I I don't think Denver is going to target him because of the fact that they do have Isaiah McKenzie as that per se tagged role when it comes to returns. So many uh, uh, Bronco fans are probably going to say that's really unfortunate because they just didn't like what they saw from Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, if Pettis is available at the right time, would love to see Denver chase him as I think he's a very talented wide receiver out of Washington. And the last guy, I want to leave him last because we saved the best for last. I do believe that he is the best wide receiver in this draft, and he is going to have a fruitful NFL career. Talking about Michael Gallup. At a CSU, and I'm not just saying that because he's the local kid. A guy who is expected to go from, gosh, as early as the second round. Some have a late first round, and then uh, others into the fourth, fifth round. 6'1", 200, kind of that hybrid between a guy who can locate really well and and go up and get get the uh, the the catch, but also really good route running, solid guy fundamentals wise, and just absolutely put up numbers when it comes to the college game 100 catches last year at csu 1400 yards and seven touchdowns the year prior in his junior year how about 76 catches 1200 yards 14 touchdowns a guy who will not kick return for you but certainly be a guy who absolutely makes an impact and i do believe that michael gallup lined up with Calvin Ridley and potentially Cortland Sutton as well too at SMU are going to be your three per se gems that I, I, I do see a lot of NFL potential production there as they do have the skills and talents. Others you may see play more of a role like Dante Pettis, who is certainly explosive out of the kick return game, but Let's remember, the best kick returner in NFL history in Devin Hester was never really that much of a wide receiver threat anyways. Every once in a while, you'd see it, but certainly not the case on a full-time basis. So certainly an interesting crop of wide receivers to look at. Now, of course, I will have all kinds of write-ups. We will have previews. And archived podcasts at uh, milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. You can also go on to Twitter and follow me at Ronnie K. Radio as I will be talking all about these wide receivers because while the quarterback is important, boy, those guys that catch the passes, they are just as important too. So, Ronnie K. Radio on Twitter. That's Ronnie K. Radio on Twitter. Like the wide receiver class and certainly is going to be a class that many. Around here going to be looking at because of the fact that Denver is very much going to be in the market, particularly if they do move on. From Emmanuel Sanders, you are going to be looking at uh, drafting one of those offensive weapons to fill that role. So the Broncos Blitz podcast, talking wide receivers, presented, of course, by Tap 14, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Taylor Creedon's American Alpine Fair. I'm uh, struggling with my words because I'm salivating at all this great food that they got down there, of course, at 1920 Blake Street, terrific rooftop views. And if you're a fan of any sport, they got all kinds of great stuff going on down there. The TVs are on. They got brunch on Saturday and Sundays. You can follow them, of course, uh, on Twitter as well to tap XIV. So 14 in Roman numerals, tap 14 on Twitter and on the web. That's spelled out 14, tap 14.com. You can find previous episodes. Of the Broncos Blitz podcast, particularly some going over the quarterbacks Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, all of those. They are at milehighsports.com and previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, talking about the Broncos as they continue the offseason as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft with, with the uh, Senior Bowl recapped. It's going to be an interesting time here in Denver. That's the Broncos Blitz podcast. My name is Ronnie K. Find archived editions the Broncos Blitz podcast at milehighsports.com it's milehighsports.com